Very good. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> that was Graham's version of our theme tune. <laughs> Thanks, so Mom. Beautiful. You can go now. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm <laughs> so sit in the corner. <laughs> Until we need you later. <laughs> if you cry, make sure to tell us so we can pass you a jug for tears. <laughs> A small joke. <laughs> I figure your jokes. <laughs> it's like a small joke. It's like don't we don't want him getting too big for his boots. We don't want him getting ahead of himself. Nah, I cry into a pillow. <laughs> so that's Niall, our guest, for this solo episode. Emma's not here this time because we kicked her out and we're having a competition to see who does the best solo episode. So Niall, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great, Bob. <laughs> Mom's in the corner. Well, Bob, please stop crying. I can't bear. I can't bear to watch you suffer like this. And you actually have to stare at him as well throughout the whole thing. <laughs> hey. No, no, I'm good. I've never been on the radio before. Uh, it's not really radio. We can't get on there. <laughs> you know. It's, yeah. Which one? <laughs> or you can like LMFM or one of those. What's LMFM? Yeah. It's one of those shit local radio things that like it's really easy to get on and then people get on it and then brag about it. Like that's not a credential. I like the idea of breaking. You can't even get on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of breaking into the local Catholic news radio and spreading conspiracy theories. Where like seven hundred thousand people are legally voted to repeal the Eighth Amendment. <laughs> Where are they now? <laughs> We're like, the Pope is coming to visit, but why would they go now? Like, will he be talking to our gay t-shirt or will he be talking to the lizard people who run our country? Oh, Joseph Watson of Waterford. All you do is play like the chords and then in between that conspiracy theories, in between that people complaining about like modern life, like old people hating like modern transport or like... Like where was the Pope when the vote happened? Ah, oh, the top sides are looking awful lizardy to me. <laughs> Whatever happened to Ratzinger? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We repealed, it's all good. <laughs> there was no Pope, so we won. <laughs> that time we repealed the eight man. That was class. That was great. Man. Oh, that was great. Was that man. like three months ago? That was so good, man. I, 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 wrote. I got locked. <laughs> that was easy, man. Like, all you had to do was, like, vote. Simple. You just had to tick a box. I repealed the eight. It was easy. <laughs> time to repeal. I did it in one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hullabaloo. With no help. <laughs> It was all me. <laughs> the only help I got was from Satan. No, um, fucking, what's your topic? What's our topic? What's your topic? So today we're talking about murder and Maggie Smith. No. <laughs> Not murdering Maggie Smith, just murder and Maggie Smith. I don't know, like, it takes a lot of, like, people don't get to the top by making, you don't make 140 million friends without making a f- few enemies. You don't make 140 a, million friends without murdering half of them. That's what I learned from the movie The Social Network. No, but I'm just saying, like, I, Maggie Smith probably, like, dream-girled a few women down the stairs at some point. Oh, definitely. She's probably dream-girled Ian McKellen down at least one set of stairs at some point. You know that, like, kids, when they're in plays and someone gets a lead role, so they push them down the stairs so that they get the lead role? Like, yeah, psycho moms, and they put, like, arsenic in, like, someone's juice. What I fuck Mark Zuckerberg for no money? Uh, well, do you like lizard boys? 
No, it's like, it, I don't know, it's kind of robotic. <laughs> no, he's got a robotic thing no, about him. We like, probably want the money. <laughs> like, no, like, you know. You feel like, like a cheap a one night stand otherwise. I, don't, I heard, I, I have this on confirmation that Niall Horan, when he was staying in the X Factor house, flew over. Uh, like some Mark Zuckerberg said no when you say in the X Factor house you full on flew girls over from Mullingar because now they noticed him they'd be like messaging <gasps> on Facebook how are you now and they'd be all like well I'm recovering the X Factor and Owen Quigg I heard did it too what um, to he got really fucked over by his contract Owen Quigg Owen Brown feels very strongly about Owen Quigg he does. I get reminded on my phone of his birthday every year and I don't know why. <laughs> did you, did you, did you, every year there's a notification <laughs> on my phone saying it's his birthday. Like, we used to stand him. Did you used to stand him? I don't know. It just comes up on my phone every year. It's on my calendar. And I don't know how it got there. I have a new phone every year and it's just always there. <laughs> it's Owen's Quig birthday. Owen Quig is the chosen one. No, because if you put uh, like, sometimes he's the you, one that got away. <laughs> he's literally he's in Belfast, like you can go find him. <laughs> his nudes are on Tumblr on like for him those guys. Fly me pages. over. He <laughs> got with Al Porter before he. Before Wait, Al, yeah. Owen Quigg. No, no, Al Porter. Remember he chatted me up for that. He was already like, you know semi famous. He was already famous before the yeah. great downfall yeah, of like. Yeah, yeah. Before he kept sending his dick to people on Facebook Messenger. Like. <laughs> no, he didn't do that in fairness. He did a lot. He did worse things. He, no, he genuinely did. did, yeah. And like, I, uh, and like, it's like, I can understand people send dick pics and like, it can be like, unsolicited. It's just the, the, the medium, I think, is a lot. Like, Facebook Messenger, I don't know. Like, no he sent it on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, no, literally on Facebook. Like, he'd add you, you know, when you can request, a, if someone can send you a message on Facebook Messenger and then you can click to request, the me- like, to accept the message. He'd literally be like, you'd be getting on Porter's chubby in your Facebook inbox. I you're... never got one. <laughs> Feeling very left out. I wonder why. I sent a paranoid email because I felt bad that I had a boyfriend that actually wasn't going to sleep with them. Um, and that they yeah, let him chat me up and buy me two gin and tonics. But now I don't really feel bad because that's like eighteen euro. Nice work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eighteen euros like... and a whole chubby. I don't get gin and tonics in a bar unless someone else is paying. Like... Yeah, it's like nine but, euro. Yeah, yeah that, that's ninety percent of why I flirt with men. No, but like <laughs> no, I've never been bought that's a drink. I've never been bought a drink at a bar. I think I make men nervous. <laughs> not like in like a fearful way more kind of like don't touch my things way <laughs> but like moment. no like it's like so like you can only contemplate like, you imagine your relationship with things like Facebook Messenger innocent enough that you can only contemplate the mentality someone else has in their relationships with things much like the way we cannot contemplate how a murderer feels about not about murdering Shall we delve people into it? you don't want to murder people but other people do I don't know, we did that what? brick test and we were just imagining the murder weapon of it. <laughs> no, it's just because you, when you read horrible histories as a kid, it makes like modern life, it makes like the past seem so much more violent. But then again, they are kind of like, they're, he's kind of like condensing thousands of years of history into like 50, 100 pages. And also, I, sometimes modern history, like horrible histories just made stuff up. Like when we were looking this stuff up, like literally... <laughs> Like from two thousand and one, all of a sudden there being six more murders per like second than like whatever's way more high profile cases, way more people doing it for no reason, weird circumstances. They be kind of like they got weirder and anecdotal and funner in a certain way, but also like w- there's a lot less bank robberies too. 
But Are I think you telling me that history is biased? History is a flat circle. The earth is flat. The sun <laughs> is a... a Illuminati. <laughs> Jay Z lives on the sun. <laughs> Jay Z lives in the sun, and Beyonce lives on the moon, and they wave at each other even to the eclipse. <laughs> and then was what's her name? Blue sky. It's a blue ivy. Blue, <laughs> Never mind. No, 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 no. Blue, blue sky is in the middle. <laughs> no, blue ivy. Blue ivy Carter is like I don't know. I'm waiting for like, she's a robot who's like. What's her other kids called? Red and uh, yellow or something? Red yogurt. No. Red <laughs> um, yogurt. <laughs> hot pants. Um, yellow. Destiny's child. Sympathy. <laughs> yellow sympathy. Orange depression. No, just traffic lights. <laughs> Red, yellow, green. <laughs> <laughs> Amber. Amber. Amber, sorry. <laughs> well, Amber's like an Oprah's word, like Amber Alert. You know where that came from? No. There was this girl who who was called Amber who was kidnapped and murdered. And they came up with Amber Alerts because she was a kid. So the Amber Alert was for missing kids being uh, announced on the radio. Because there was no announcement of her going missing. Shit. Mm. That makes sense. So they're called Amber Alerts. Mm, okay. Interesting. Mm. I remember the first time one went out, one, one of those went out in England. Because I just happened to be in England at the time. I was like seven. And it was on the news like all the night before <laughs> that this alert went out. And Did you know who Amber was? No, no. It wasn't called an Amber Alert in that context. But then like literally the next morning it was all over the news. Yeah, no, actually she just wandered into her neighbour's house because like, her friend was there. Like it was, but it was the first time it was tested. And it was like it actually we didn't need it. It was grand. She was just next door. My mom did that before once when I fell asleep watching the window shapes of barley in my friend's house. <laughs> I came home, you know, came to school the next day. She didn't even tell me, I came to school the next day. Everyone was like, what happened? Did you die? So both you and that girl weren't murdered, but just, tell, tell us about some people who were. Just dumb. Oh, <laughs> oh let, me, let me tell you, honey. There's so many murders, honey. I don't know, it's more so when it comes to the Irish context of murder, the two notes I have are... Either it takes a village. Um, what else? It takes a village. It takes a village too. Uh, sometimes the murders are like ironically and humorously almost like representative of this. It just Irish sounds like hot flows. It takes a village, and every, the whole village was doing village. it. Every murder on your list is embarrassingly Irish. Mm. No, literally, it's like okay. These are my overall notes about Irish murder: the state of the union, the state of. Irish violence. It's a lot of people getting bludgeoned when being robbed because the robber was an Egypt who thought mm. no one was at home, but they were. <laughs> Guards are getting shot when chasing armed robbers. The IRA are up to stuff. And sex murderers preying on women and mostly getting away with it. Oh, they always do. Mostly getting away with it. Uh, it's like, mm. And then they, every once in a while they make a big hullabaloo over this one sex murderer and they're like, like the Graham guy, the architect, think the kinky architect. And they're all like, they uh. were into kink, disgusting cretins, they were having sex, and the murder just befell on them. And then like 50 other people get murdered in like 40 years. Everyone's like, what? Also, conspiracy of an Irish serial killer. And what else? A lot of Charlie fucking Hawkeys. And a lot, Charlie fucking Hawkeys popping up, rearing his head, and multiple, multiple bodies being found in suitcases in the canal. It's like a trend. It's the a fashion statement. The Scissor Sisters oh were God. the culmination of a long tradition. The Scissor Sisters were quite rosomatic in what they did. Like, it was like, it was also less like bog. It's like they wanted to be found. They did, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. definitely did. Well, did they never find the peen? They never 
they still haven't said where the penis is. Well, they probably don't know, to be honest. Like, like, but do they it's care like a where cliff the penis hunt. is? And it's like, oh, my, my relative has been murdered. We found all of the body parts apart from the penis. We can't bury him without his penis. No, no, no. Wait, it was either the no, penis. It was either. <laughs> <laughs> it was either the penis or the head. But I'm just thinking, like, an, I'm, it's not like that. It's just more so like an animal definitely ate it. There's something that I could <laughs> have sex with that they didn't find. That's I I just. <laughs> I just I'm like sorry. I just like a complete narrative. I just <laughs> want to know what it is. Say their penis, and you're like, something I can understand. It's like, it was either the head or the peen. I was like, no, it ends up being one of those things where it's like, okay, like they're clearly weirdos who murder people and shove them a bit. But then, like, I don't know, like if I was them, I'd be like the head and the peen. I'm, did they put them somewhere special? Did they like put them in a special bin, <laughs> or are they just like still behind an Apache somewhere? I don't know. An Apache. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. First, okay. some facts. Do you have any fat, hard facts that we need to state to set the stage? Um, I only have facts to do with my one one murder. I looked up. I the looked up one murder. Here is special murder. My special murder. Here is uber duper special murder. My favorite murder. <laughs> no, okay, well, first of all, in Ireland, specifically. Uh, okay, all murder used to be punished by capital punishment. It was called capital murder. Hmm. If you did a murder, you do be murdered by the government. But then they changed it because it seemed, that's a lot of paperwork or like there's a lot going on there. And, then, and they, then there was just more murder. Yeah, well, it's just like they were kind of like, then they were like, okay, we're stopped doing that because they didn't like capital punishment. Plus, like, you know the way that whenever Britain, like, executed someone from Ireland, everyone used to get all pissy about it. So, oh, like, yeah, of course. So then, so then they ended up using, basically, the government ended up starting using kind of capital punishment as more of, like, a threat for specific things. So it ended up being, like, if you murdered someone in lieu of with another crime, then that, that's what capital murder ended up being punishable for. So if you murdered someone uh, when they were, if you murdered someone in the course of robbing them, which is a lot of the people on that popped up. If you murdered someone by shooting them or causing an explosion because you were not allowed to have no guns and no explosions, and then murder them in the course. Oh, if so, if someone's resisting arrest or you're helping them resist arrest or you're resisting arrest, uh, if you murder someone, then uh, you're going down. Murder of a police officer or murder of a prison officer. So it's kind of this weird thing where capital punishment was kind of more so reserved to punish people who are likely to already have criminal histories or criminal laws. In lost. general, in Irish legislation, um, usually crimes that pertain specifically to, um, say, police officers in general, usually the phrasing in the legislation is peace officer, and a peace officer can include a police officer, a member of the armed forces, or a prison guard. Oh. They're under the, say, the... Um, say the... Um, is it the Public Order Act, say, um, a lot of that is actually to do with conduct towards peace officers, which includes, mm. which mostly pertains to police, but which also... Which includes Leah Racker with a big hat on. Yeah. Smashing. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. Smashing work. <laughs> Smashing investigation. Good work, Detective Groom. <laughs> also, the age of response, criminal responsibility is 12, seemingly. And then, but this means children who have not reached the age of 12 cannot be charged with an offence. There is an exception, however, for children aged 10 or 11 who can be charged with murder, manslaughter, rape, or aggravated sexual assault. When okay. a child... Yeah, so if, basically, if, we're very, if you're 10 or 11 and you done did a murder... You're um, going to get caught. We're suspicious <laughs> of you, and we're all looking at you. But at 12, you're fine. Yes. 
at 13. Well, no, 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 12, you will be charged for murder. But like, oh, 12, 10 or 11 okay. were like, is this like a weird big, is this like an alien baby or is this a murder baby? Is it a changeling? Is it a changeling? Is it a changeling? No, that's to me, that's to me. It's like they're like, people are just very suspicious of children getting up to shit, but then there's also the whole thing. I, it seems like whenever the murder is really, really just heinous and vibe, maybe informed by bigotry, or hatred and things like that. Just really blatant a big old murder mm. that deserves to be put away. Uh, people are so almost so shocked by it that even the law seems to like turn a blind eye to it. Nine times out of ten, if the murder was really like premeditated or the person who did it was really hateful or bigoted, they'll give them we're charging with manslaughter or something. Or but then like but then if <laughs> but then if say but they they like the idea of a motive. Like if someone's robbing a bank or someone murders their spouse or something, they're like classic classic Irish murder but then if something's like racist or like homophobic people are like oh the poor bastard doesn't know what's going on he can't read or nothing not Jesus and it's like he murdered someone so that's the thing and within the criminal law there's a sweet spot you gotta be like oh you can't, if you plead insanity, you're either, oh, I'm insane, I didn't murder no one, or mm. I didn't mean not, to. because I'm guilty insane. by reason of insanity. Yeah, that's, that's how you're getting off not guilty in reason. You're not guilty because you can't, you can't be guilty. You can't of something think clearly, basically. Yeah, exactly. You're but just... you can be, def- have deferred responsibility, in which you were insane enough, diminished or diminished responsibility, oh. in which you basically were not responsible enough based on things like maybe you were temporarily insane, or a condition, or they tried to contextualise up the murder to be like, it's not his fault, he's scared of ghosts, he did not mean to murder her, and he gets put down to manslaughter. So yeah. this so that happens so a lot in Irish. Homicide, in the case of diminished responsibility, by reason of insanity, um, is manslaughter more or less automatically. Yeah. Even though, like, this one lad, like ran a woman over with a car and then murdered his wife and disguised it as her falling down the steps and then ran off to Tenerife, faked his own death, ran off to Tenerife to work at a bar and then uh, some tourists recognised him. Wait, does him. this actually happen? This or? actually happened. This ha- Who this is, is this? A quick, a really simple, I, what's his name? <laughs> Tenerife is the place to go if you murder someone anyway. No, but that happened again. There was literally... A few years Everyone ago. Everyone went to Tenerife. There was so many Irish coast lords there. There was a lad a few years ago who was from like Sligo or somewhere else calling. He was working in that gym everyone fucking loves in D4. The one that everyone uh, gets their bikes stolen outside of. And he was literally, he worked, he was a personal trainer. I don't know trainer. anything about gyms. He, he, he was that fucking personal <laughs> trainer there. And then like people, like, I know, worked there with him. Randomly, the police come in and arrest him one day. Turn Name like, and shame. He, I can't Name remember. What's shame. the gym called again? The one that gets, it's really good, but everyone gets their bike robbed for it. Has he already been like done he, for it? Well, I was thinking about... Is it like raw? He, well, I think he's... Has been charged. It's like not raw, no. I think it's like C or something. Fly fit? I can't remember. What's contempt of court? Has he been like... Oh, no, no. Like he, basically, he, he murdered his wife like 12 years ago in Sligo. Fecked off to Dublin. Got away with it. And then was changed his name and everything. Was working as a personal trainer where loads of people knew him. Was like respected in the community. Then it turns out police came one day and were like... You murdered your wife, and he's like, "No, I did not." And he got, he's in prison now. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. what I mean. Similar thing happened. Name oh. and shame him. Oh well, wait. I'll look at him now. Begin to see. Uh, but like one sec. Oh yeah, no. The big murder was your man murdered his wife, uh, hmm. Michael Bambrick. Was that his name? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Oh, that she's like that's the wrong guy. That's the bondage <laughs> killer. That's the, the bondage, bondage killer. killer. Sorry, sorry. I couldn't find any of the Irish people who had, you know, proper nicknames. 
Oh, uh, like fun murder names. Yeah. Like the the Stewart boy or something. Yeah, that's a, more of a recent thing in Ireland. I think like this is a history story. Yeah, but like there was some cannibal one over in England. He was a taxi driver or something. Oh, in Broadford, gone around. Oh, the Jeez. recent like the one who was like done for more things recently or something. No, that that one. He might have been. I saw a picture. Oh no, there was a controversy that he was being like let out or something. Was there? <laughs> Yeah, there was, I, I, if I'm there's a uh, there's a serial taxi rapist. I'm not sure if he murdered anyone. There was a grinder killer. Oh, yeah, that was the English guy. Yeah, the that grinder was the killer. Guy. But um, there's a serial taxi the taxi driver who was a serial rapist in England who like was done. Wasn't that the guy when you know when the penguin was dropped off on O'Connell Street here? The biggest headline in the UK was a serial killer taxi driver who was on the loose. Oh shit. <laughs> well, yeah, penguin on Collins Street, like. <laughs> that was our biggest headline. <laughs> well, there's actually. Killer penguin on the loose. There's been, like, in the last. Even the last, like, four years, there's been three people who've gone into taxis on the way back to Black Rock specifically from different parts of Dublin who've all gone missing. Really? Yeah. Shit. That's where I live. Kira. Kira. That's alright, I always <laughs> I always send them to St. John of God's so they think I've been let out for the night <laughs> or escaped. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they want to mess with I'm them. just a wholesome oh, gambling addict. Yeah, I live near it. I can't oh, get right, the okay. actual coordinates though because oh, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, no they always be, drop though. me off there and um, they get kind of weirded out. That's actually really clever. No, <laughs> can't find it. I can't find it. I've seen printed off. I thought I did. But that's why I, well, he murdered his wife. Uh, if he re- pre- previously had also mur- killed a woman in a car crash, which makes everything suspect because he tried to frame his wife's murder as a suicide or an accident falling in the steps, and then he changed it to suicide, and then the police were like, wait a second. Then he faked his own death, fecked off to Tenerife, worked as a barman, someone recognised him, and he was sent back to Ireland. Yikes. Mm. Anyway. Yikes. Tenerife is the place to go if you get caught anyway. I think you have the earliest murder, so you should begin. I do have the earliest murder. murder. I'm not, my earliest murder is 1929. How many murders are you doing no, today? No, Cleary is 18... Uh... Oh, do you want to go about Bridget Cleary? Tell us quickly about Bridget Cleary. Okay, you have the date there. I do. It was 18... Was something, that the 1880s? It was that well. It's very so. Irish oh no! It was the nineteen twenties. Sorry, it was because it? it was during home. No, it was during the home rule crisis. No, so it was pre. It was no, it was pre nineteen sixteen. So it would have been eight, eighteen something or nineteen tens. Where did you know? Oh, you wrote it. Bridget out. Cleary, eighteen ninety five. Bridget Cleary. So the burning of Bridget Cleary. Um, basically, uh, there's a couple of books about it. The most famous one being the burning of Bridget Cleary. Um, that um yeah so the most famous book is called the burning of bridget cleary but um basically her husband claimed that um bridget cleary was taken by by fairies and replaced with a changeling um and her herself and then her husband um and several other relatives of the husband were more or less interrogating her and holding her like over a fire and shit trying to like force her to admit to being a changeling. Oh my god. And um, it's not clear whether she was burned al- burned to death alive burned to death alive or killed in the kind of fracas around the interrogation and then burned. Oh my but, god. But um, 
But yeah, no, um, it, it was sensational because people were like, this maybe really, she was a change. It was this really sensational thing. So it was all over the Irish press, obviously. But um, also, this was during um, sort of before like you know 1916 and the whole idea of like the republic was big there's this huge push obviously for home rule in ireland for for ireland to have its own parliament to you know govern its own laws to a limited degree um, and at the time it was being reported really unusually for you know an irish murder case it was being reported really widely um, in the uk essentially in this very politicized kind of almost racialized way as a essentially with the subtext being that the Irish are clearly unfit to govern themselves because, oh, they still believe in fairies and they st they're they still, you know, like, killing each other, like, looking for changelings and stuff. And then there's also, just because it was kind of, you know, sexy in sort of, you know, the kind of news, in the sort of news sense, not like sexy and sexual, but you know, <laughs> like in, in the kind of, you know, like, fantastic, sensational kind of thing. And obviously the Irish... Uh, diaspora in America it was also widely reported there so it became this really international thing um, but there's a lot of really good books on it um, particularly the one called The Burning of Bridget Cleary that talk about the sort of both the uh, kind of folklore context to it but also the kind of um, the gendered context to it sort of essentially how Irish folklore would you know become weaponized almost against women essentially because it was overwhelmingly women and or disabled people that these narratives of changelings were kind of weaponized against um, and particularly into adulthood it was almost always women who would be accused of being changelings um, and there's a we have just written down there's a nursery rhyme or not nursery rhyme but sort of like a schoolyard chant I suppose mm. um, that went around it's like are you a witch are you a fairy or are you the wife of Michael Cleary oh my yeah. god <laughs> so yeah no so that's um, again a Disturbingly so Irish. Um, it's a disturbingly Irish murder to start us off, 1895. Yikes. <laughs> I hadn't heard of that one. Well, it's this kind of thing where it's like people like the Irish like society, they're so, they were so unwilling to negotiate the horribleness of murder sometimes, that they were more willing to kind of like get involved with the like, create the drama of it, or they'd ignore a lot of the aspects and be like, the poor, like they focus on like, the poor man was ill, was like that, and they'd be like, he wasn't a murderer, it was manslaughter, and things like that. As the trend that goes on, it's often where they kind of ignore the women. Where like, the, mm. the other women have been framed for murdering babies, in the Carrie Babies case. Mm. Women have been like, women, like multiple women have gone missing in the 90s, and kind of wasn't yeah. drawn up to being a serial killer, things like that. Yeah. Or sex workers get murdered and no one cares. Yeah, that's then, my one. <laughs> yeah, it's me, it's me, it's a lot, because it's, you tell us about it. Who is she? My one also has a schoolyard rhyme to it. What are what? these kids doing with these school rhymes? The kids are... <laughs> like, murder rhymes. It was pre-internet, so, like... Okay. That was the Twitter of the 1950s. <laughs> so this is my one. No, it's the Twitter of the 1890s, oh, right. 1920s. They just all have these rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so mine was in 1925. I'll give a bit of my backstory. Murder. My murder. My murder. <laughs> this is when I was murdered in my past life. So, uh, this was in Monto. Monto in the heart of Dublin City was once the most notorious red light district in Europe. Oh, old town. Mm. So, on March 12th, 1925, the Catholic Church threw all the working girls onto the street or into Magdalene laundries. So, uh, Monto... Where is it? Monto was located near Talbot Street. And the old kids had made some skipping schoolyard rhyme about it, which was down in 
Where is it? Down in Mabbit Lane lives a big fat lady. If you ha if you want to know her name, you have to pay a shilling. Soldiers two and six, soldiers two, a sailors two a penny, big fat man two pound ten, little kids a penny. <laughs> it's just a bit weird at the end, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, we're like ten year old boys being like, get a penny for a wine, please. <laughs> no, like. No, to know her name. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I thought that was like dog whistling for sexy bit. It is. <laughs> oh. I'm like, trying to keep a PG. I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, up, I'm not, I'm not up to grabs. I'm not up to grabs in this Tinder shit, okay? <laughs> so, um, there was, uh, 1,600 women working on Monto. And many of the girls who entered the Magdalene laundries never came back out. Uh, in a Magdalene laundry in Dumcondra, 133 unmarked graves were found a few years ago. And Three. those who escaped the laundries worked around Grand Canal and St. Stephen's Green after that. This led to uh, corrupt guards beating, robbing and forcing workers to perform for free. And then... So, Would they be arrested or turned into Magdalene laundry? Like... Probably. Yeah. Oh, so um, they forced it underground even more. That's so many more dangerous. Yeah. So then Lizzie O'Neill, I think, was the first murder uh, that happened. So that was in June 1925. She was found dead in Ticknock. She had been shot. Oh, my God. Like, we go camping there. Uh, oh, like, shit, we do. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, fucking hell. Um, so she worked as a sex worker near St. Stephen's Green. On the evening in question, witnesses reported that a man had paid Lizzie and told her that he had been robbed of £11 and a silver cigarette case that day and he was really angry and was armed and asked for Lizzie's help finding the thief. He then pointed to a man in a nearby car uh, and said it was a friend of his who was the superintendent of the Garda Shiakana. <laughs> And yeah. uh, if she did not help him, he would round up the sex workers if the thief wasn't found. Jesus. So, it was just really specific. <laughs> like, 11 pounds and a silver cigarette case. Like, 11 pounds like... and a silver cigarette case. <laughs> yeah. Five euro yeah. on my best iPhone. <laughs> so, the last sighting was of Lizzie getting into the car with the two men. And she was found dead the next morning uh, from a gunshot wound. Uh, the car was traced to a Dr. Patrick Purcell from Blessington, who then confessed he was with Garda Superintendent Leo Dillon that night. The, the trial the began... The guard and the fucking doctor did it? So the trial began the next year on the 30th of January, which is my birthday, <laughs> 1926. Oh uh, and within three minutes, the jury acquitted the accused of the crime. What? Yeah. What? But That's like insane. It's not all bad news because her ghost still haunts the street. This is the best part. Doctor Purcell had to emigrate to England due to difficulties with people was... in Blessington after the acquittal because <laughs> he had clearly killed someone. Yeah, like, <laughs> like fuck. And that poor man had to go to England. And that poor boy had to go to England. The poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, stop. 
fucking oh ridiculous. God. Imagine like, having to go to England and it was really inconvenient. Oh, how inconvenient is that? Like, you're obsessed in Blessington. You murder one person. <laughs> one person murder, with someone else. You murder a single person with the compliance of the police. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's a leading fucking trend in this. It's like, when a murder is like scandalous, it's mostly because it's almost because no one knew what happened. It's because it was covered up to a degree. And then in other times, it's like if a woman gets murdered or a sex worker gets murdered, it gets ignored. Or they're like, or it's just like chocolate to being sold. And like the only ones that get investigated are the ones that are easy to investigate. Like a bank robbery, uh, someone robs a bank, or some like really random one happens. So like another like, there's this one like, we're talking down to them. Like there's the star, there's the burning of the stardust. That, mm. People say the Stardust Hotel, people say the Stardust Cinema. It's the birth, the star. Wasn't it a nightclub? The Stardust Nightclub. It was where, yeah. but they, there was like, they made that. It was a movie. They had a makeshift cinema upstairs, it was just kind of like a screen, and there was a kitchen. It was like, and there was a nightclub back then, it was like, well, the other nightclub back then was kind of like, uh, wasn't, uh, uh, the line between a nightclub and a pub was, wasn't very super different to a degree. It was this big space. Yeah, there'd be people, there'd be tables and shit like that, Mm. too. So, Charlie Hawhey, then Taoiseach, and your ma, and his law firm owned the damn building. Mm. They didn't have a fucking license, and the whole place was really badly regulated. The fucking doors were locked, and all that jazz, because they didn't want people to sneak in. So when the fire happened, the whole place burned down, those people died, 49 people died or something like that. Uh, they covered it all up by being oh like an, it was an arson attack it was an arson attack not our fault it was an arson attack mm. even though it started by a grease fire oh my so God. the arson had snuck into the kitchen began a small <laughs> grease fire and then left <laughs> um, <laughs> think, he uh, just cooked some rashers <laughs> having a wee kick you know left it on <laughs> a wee kick he didn't mean to murder all those people the grease from it set the fire <laughs> so they said it was arson so they didn't have to pay out insurance claims because they're like it's our fault the place burned down because they would have to pay millions to all the families oh, it was because it was such an negligence like they didn't have a license for fucking anything the way places were crowded there was one security exit the only people who survived after were the ones who accidentally went into the men's toilets and the firemen pulled the bars off the toilets and it was seemingly wow. separate with somebody from the village so they got out but Charlie Hall he then is also mates with the attorney general at the time a few years later yeah. and this man okay so there was this lad called Malcolm Edward MacArthur he was an eccentric man who uh, he, he was described as a local eccentric <laughs> who uh, lived off uh, the like money that his father had after when he sold the farm. And then he was a few years into his lifestyle, money starts ringing out. He didn't work nothing and he was all like, okay, lads, I need to make money. So he decided I will become a murderer robber. <laughs> he was like, but how do, you, how do you rob and murder people? You need a weapon and you need a car. So, he didn't have either. So <laughs> he saw an ad. It was this was ninth. This was uh, April seventeenth, nineteen forty five. Um. So he basically. Uh oh, he's born April nineteenth, nineteen forty five. This is in nineteen seventy four. So this is recently enough. My mom was in Phoenix Park at the time this happened. No she, she way. Said that earlier. She's like, I was in Phoenix Park with my friend Mary when this happened. So basically, he didn't have a car. Right. He got like um. Uh, he got a big stick or something. He went up and he beat this nurse to death with sunbathing in Phoenix Park. Stoner car. Uh, he shoved her in the back and she was bleeding out. And he was driving along wearing a white coat. And the car had a nurse's a medical badge type thingy on it. Mm. And then 
some two ambulance people pulled over and were like, is this woman okay? What's going on? And he was like, I'm a doctor. Leave me alone. I'm bringing to hospital. Freaks out. Pulls up the car. Leaves it there. And like dumps her body somewhere. So he, so he murders the woman for zero reason. Then two days later, he finds otherwise gets transport to Edenderry, County Offaly. So he can... He, want, he was going to Offaly to buy a gun off a farmer. Donald Duffy. And then, no, Donald Dunn. Donald Dunn, the man with the gun. Mm. And then he's going up there to get the damn gun. And he, when he's looking at the gun, uh, he's polishing it and sort of looking at it. And he shoots Donald. Kills Donald. So now he's like, now I got this gun and I got the car. So he has a gun in the car, but he's also wanted very, wor- like he's wanted for a big murder that happened yeah. in the city. <laughs> and now he's going to be wanted for two murders. But then, uh, so Breedy Gargan was the name of the nurse, the poor girl. And then mm. Donald Duffy, Donald Dunn was murdered, both murdered by this man. This, and this, so now he's all his bits, yeah. goes back to Dublin. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then three days later, having found alternative me, oh yeah, so he's the only one. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Gardi Shiakana soon set out a description of the person. So the Garda then turned up being all like, What's going on? Uh, it was a big national scandal. It was mm. reported in England too. Uh, he goes to a fucking uh, ga match in town. He's hanging mm. out with the attorney general. <laughs> who uh, and People said they were in a gay affair together. Were they? Yeah, apparently in a gay affair together. And then, because uh, your mom was... So he's hanging out with the attorney general and the police commissioner. And they're like, this awful murder happened. Awful stuff. And then the murderers is just there with them like, awful, awful stuff. I mean, why would someone carry out such a dumb plan? <laughs> then two days later, they roll up to the Attorney General's house where your man is staying because they're obviously fucking. Mm-hmm. And then they arrest him. They're like, you murdered these people. And then the Attorney General is like packing to go to, to go on holiday. He's like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Fucks off to the United States for a week or two. He goes on mm-hmm. holiday anyway. Even though everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Huh. Uh, and then... Because fucking uh, he it's Charlie Hawley and stuff knew him already too, so they tried to distance themselves from this whole thing. <laughs> so your man was called back from Dublin like a week a week early from his holiday, and he has to re- like resign immediately. And Charlie Hawley on the entire thing quoted this new phrase because he was trying to go. Oh, uh, he's going to go. Oh, it was a grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, and unprecedented occurrence. It was called Gooba. Did he sing the song? Oh, sure. I'll do song. <laughs> Grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, and unprecedented. Take it away, Graham. Goodbye. 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 The murder was absolutely goober. <laughs> so an absolute goober moment for the country. Charlie Hoy's at it again. Now, Charlie Hoy and his and the boys who owned the Stardust Hotel, uh, who ne- or the Stardust Nightclub, who never fucking apologised for it, ever. Uh, recently, the arson claim was uh, was removed. And they were like, there was no arson. Never happened. They've never been sued. But then, Christy Moore from the Dubliners wrote a song about it. About the Stardust Hotel being all like, the fuckers burnt the people burn. And he got sued. <laughs> they got oh fucking sued. Be, uh, they they sued him. Contempt of court. Yeah, and in contempt of court, being all like, "How dare you sing this wee song about the Sardis fire? That's contempt of court. <laughs> that place was burnt to the ground by a crazy grease fire man." Oh my god! Is this contempt of court? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying don't top the 
pile of books we have I thought you were trying to warn me that device. we talked about the Star Destroyers no, Contempt of Court I'm like what? of course not I'm like, they're all fuckers I'm like history <laughs> I absolutely no Charlie Hall he and his mates were being absolute goober about it they were like covering <laughs> up a grease fire they covered up a grease fire that, that was their fault and they covered up this other man oh yes yeah, so your man murdered two people they knew he murdered two people all the evidence of work of two people but they were trying to cover up the whole thing and try to distance themselves from it so they were all like he, they got him to plead to one murder and then, to, and it was, he got him to plead to one murder. Which and, one? Uh, the guy. Oh, of uh, course. The women, who yeah. cares about the woman? It's like, like, oh, he didn't bludgeon that woman to death. Nobody saw nah, me. who cares? Even though multiple like, people were like, he bludgeoned She's a woman. Them. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, he shot the she farmer. She just died and disappeared. Yeah, like, like she bludgeoned herself to death <laughs> in the like. middle of the day. No. So he admitted to one murder. Uh, they didn't even prosecute him for the second one. And he wasn't he convicted of murder, he was convicted of manslaughter. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. then, but then later on, he tried to, he nearly got out of prison five years later, but then he tried to murder his mom, and his mom was like, leave me alone, and he got thrown back in there. So. As he would. So, <laughs> they're at it again. The, the government are gooban again. They're at it. Gooban, man. They'll be covering up the murders. It's the thing. With the, Tell everyone what gooban means. Grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, and unprecedented. Gooma. And scene. No, because it's an adjective that means everything. Because the media went wild over because like this is insane. They're it like, is insane though. Insane. I like how the women in these. It doesn't really matter that they died. No one gets tried for that. Oh, yes, your man gets like. Soon as all the men involved it. in the death of the woman, like the the fact that they, their they lives are ruined. That's the real uh, tragedy. You got to England and manslaughter, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, so this was all tied up. Yeah, so basically. Because he was a lovely man who admitted to doing a murder murderer, he got a two for one on murder. So in Ireland, he got two for one and manslaughter. <laughs> well, no, he only got manslaughter though, so that's like half a murder. So, but like he did yeah. two murders, so he got two for one on a murder. He got two for like fifty cents. <laughs> it was a bargain. <laughs> it was a positive bargain. It's like it's like when Coke's going out of date in the parent shop or whatever. And you get a Pepsi. Yeah. So in our so this happened again. The, one of the earliest murders happened. It was this great one. Uh, it was this great murder. It was Larry Griffin, a fifty-five, the missing postman of Strad Valley, nineteen twenty-nine. Oh, I heard that one. Larry Griffin, a fifty-five-year-old postman. Man, he disappeared just disappeared without a trace. It was a bar fire. Delivering mail on Christmas Day. Yes, and it was why I believed he had died during a fight in a local pub. So what happened? What happened was this lad goes missing. Uh, well, the people of the village gave ever-changing and conflicting information about what they knew of Griffin's last movements to the guardie. Investigating the case, witness testimony led to an arrest of numerous Trab Valley residents, including members of the local police force and the head of the local primary <laughs> school. However, the prosecutor's case fell apart in court when the key witnesses changed his story, supposedly under duress. Over the years, several of the people who have been arrested made substantial sums of money by suing newspapers and it was only after the death of the last of these that it was possible to bro- publish or broadcast information about the mystery. Several people uh, vi- people visiting Strabali who asked the case have been subject to verbal abuse even in recent times. <laughs> the most likely explanation is that Larry was involved in an altercation of some sort in a local pub on Christmas Day. Oh so my these lads, God. probably accidentally... 
Pubs in Ireland were not allowed to serve alcohol on Christmas Day at the time. And people involved, the manager of the pub, the guardie and the local teacher would have been in serious trouble with the law and with their employers if this had been discovered. It is supposed that they acted together to hide the body and to lie and cover up. So an entire town basically branded together to hot not only yeah, to, <laughs> to not only to lie and cover because it, it was a disgrace to the people, but also kind of they went a bit wild with the story, made up all this crazy shit like he was eaten by ghosts. He was gay from old man. He drowned himself in the bog and stuff like that. And it's like he was murdered in a pub on Christmas Day. He was eaten by an envelope. Who was in the pub by themselves on Christmas Day? Uh, a lot of people. Like, there was people. Uh, there was people in Weatherspoons during this? Hurricane. Whatever. Have you not watched EastEnders? They all go to the pub. Also, the suspicion though, that he just died by accident, but then the issue was that he died because he was drunk. Yeah, and but then, uh, was that when he cycled into a bog? Yeah, or whatever, something like that. But then the issue was he died while he was drunk, but he was drunk because he was in the pub on Christmas Day. And it's like, we can't have people finding out about the fact that we were at the pub was open on Christmas Day. He was drinking a bottle of whiskey by himself and cycling around on Christmas Day in the morning. That's around. the only <laughs> crime um, still punishable by death in Ireland. Um, drinking is, on Christmas Day? No, not drinking on Christmas Day. You obviously get hammered on Christmas Day, but <laughs> going into a pub on Christmas Day is the... It's punishable by death. Well, no, but like, <laughs> it basically is. It's a bit sad now. Like, yeah. there, were other, there was those people who went to Weatherspoons during the hurricane, but like, a hurricane's a hurricane. That's a good thing, surely. I well, haven't went to the pub. I went to the pub during the snowstorms. Like, I, but like, I the, managed to get into town. I'm, work was closed. I had my but first I'm... kiss on um, a day that school was cancelled because of the snow. Um, we saw Avatar. Aww. Aww. That's so cute. <laughs> it's cute. Movie doesn't age very well, but no, it does not. No, but sex terrible. is eternal. So. <laughs> sex is eternal. Blue <laughs> people are eternal. <laughs> There's an Avatar two coming out. And oh, no, no, no. But anyway, we're gonna we have to wrap this up with our good person, our good person. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Our day, Maggie Smith, who never did murder, who never murdered anybody ever. That we know. That of. we know. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's not much about her. <laughs> oh no, a little bit last bit though. Fear, there people think there was a serial killer in the Ireland Dublin area in the Leinster area in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Eight women went missing. Nobody knows what happened to them. People kind of were like, some of them were single. They'd be Is like, "Is this a triangle thing?" You're yeah, the Ireland's missing triangle. Ooh. And they'd be like, "Where'd they go?" And then we don't know what happened. They tried to pin it all on Larry Murphy, and Larry Murphy is like. He's all bad enough already, and they're trying to make it was all Larry Murphy. It was all Larry Murphy. He was drinking whiskey on Christmas Day with Larry Murphy. And he like, was in the pub on Christmas know. Day. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know what happened, so be wary. Also, if where's the triangle area? It's most of the Leinster area. It's like most of the Leinster, of the Leinster area. area. That doesn't pinpoint anything. Yeah, for me. exactly. Yeah, just avoid. Don't. Uh, maybe you've already told me a taxi driver is killing people on the way to Black Rock. Well, so. <laughs> seemingly, if you want the the trends are, if you're looking for a body, uh, hang out by the canal and open any suitcases that float by and they'll find something or hang it in the woods maybe bring a dog with you and if they find any bones you're probably 50% chance as a person we did it cool, cool. <laughs> so be careful you're all so as long as I don't have a suitcase with me and stay away from the woods and, and stay the away from the, the Murphy family and be- don't get a taxi to Black Rock Larry Murphy's cousin was also on this list he also murdered someone <laughs> bad stay away so bad. Anyway, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. That's um, our mum. From a note of fear <laughs> to a note of love. Um, well, what did you get on her? Because I thought she'd be super interesting. And I saw one thing that was really interesting. So I had... 
<laughs> Sorry. This is ridiculous. All right. Murder Maggie yeah. Smith to big end. Like, Let's look up some interesting facts on Maggie Smith because Maggie Smith is great. She's very tall. I was like, Maggie Smith is a septuagenarian. Septuagenarian? Yeah. And I, mean I was like, 70. I was like, does that, I was like, that's really interesting. Is she some snake person? <laughs> she's a snake person. And I was like, no, it means she's a person between 70 and 79. Have you seen... Oh. So I'm very excited to get there. Was like, today I was like, have you seen Maggie Smith in the same room as any of the prime ministers? I don't think you have. Snake <laughs> well, just like a septuagenarian. Genarian. She acted in multiple movies. Because it said she was really good as... Being Professor McGonagall because they're both septuagenarians, and I was like, "Oh, Perfect. snake person!" <laughs> <laughs> ah, a, 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 a magical person who could transform into animals, an animagus. Yeah, yeah snake person, a changeling. <laughs> <laughs> the most changelings. And the burning of Maggie Smith is the next book coming out. <laughs> oh no, fucking! Um, she, I heard. Uh, my mom was telling me earlier. She gave me all the gossip on her. She was at uh, a party. Did she know her? <laughs> she basically knows everyone even met she met that nurse in Phoenix Park <laughs> she, was, she was just in the park at the time also another trend that happened in the murders so many people are being beaten to death with horse strips specifically or wheel fasteners wheel fasteners like horses. so many people are being beaten to death by wheel fasteners so many it's just a trend um <laughs> No, my mom said that uh, Maggie Smith's old school. She went to the same acting school as um, the one who plays Professor Sprite in the movies. Yeah, the, I can't remember her name. The, the, wonder, the wonderful, oh, effervescent lesbian with the curly hair. What's her name? Something. something. Anyway, they both, went, they both went. Yeah, and The Late Late. She was wonderful on The Late Late. And she did a wonderful series about uh, Trump's America for the BBC, I think. And she was very, she's a very down to earth person. But Noah's um, <laughs> mother was discussing her in contrast to Maggie Smith. They went to the same college in Oxford. I was um, thinking it might have been St. Patrick's. Mir- her name is Miriam Margoyles. Margoyles? Miriam yeah. Margoyles. Miriam's a wonderful person anyway, yeah. but yeah. Noah's mother doesn't approve of Maggie Smith anyway. No, <laughs> no, she minds her too much of her mother, um, of Granny, um, honestly. Um, it's is Maggie true. Smith your grandmother? Ma- we, no, we used, to watch the, we, we used to watch The Secret Garden when we were kids, and we were like, neither are Maggie Smith's a real la- mean lady in that, she's Mrs. Whatever, and she's all like, you shall not go in the garden. Um, she makes that a weird little cripple boy hang out in the, in the oh, basement. But that, look, well, I love him, I love Colin, I fancied him. Um, oh, yeah, really. She makes the little boy, sorry, sorry. She, she makes the little boy. Well, he's not thinking he's not even disabled. He's yeah, but then she tricks the child into thinking they're disabled and keeps him in the basement. Munchausen <laughs> syndrome by proxy. Exactly. So she keeps the little boy in the basement, and we all like we used to always used to remind us of Granny when we were kids. Like, yeah, but that isn't the real Maggie. That's a role she plays. The thing is, <laughs> ah, that's that the Maggie thing. Smith is so good in the the roles that she plays because she's a septuagenarian. She- <laughs> <laughs> she's a cold heart. She's a cold heart bitch, but we love it. She's cold hearted uh, septuagenarian. She is. She's steely. She's wiry, and she can fight you. And she's a dame. She'll get you. <laughs> and she's way with words. No, because she's going to be... Apparently, uh, her and you one Marion went, uh, Miriam went to the same school, acting school and they tried to ring them up oh, and be like... the same college in Oxford. Yeah, so they, they tried to ring them up and be like, we're dedicating a thing to you if you want like a kind of 
a fund or whatever and we want to a use bursary, your, yeah. a bursary one you do you want to add to it and uh, Mike Smith is like god oh, no god. Yeah. give it to Miriam because Miriam's a lovely person so. also she, she fecked off from Downton Abbey because she wanted her character to die already she was like I'll be 700 years old at this stage what and they think you they, ruined the ending for me I what? didn't know she was gone for me well no, no, did, no I don't think she, she leaves it just ends oh. early and one of the writers was like Maggie Smith miscalculated. Maggie Smith miscalculated the age of the character she was going to be playing if they if they move the series on ten years. So the problem was oh. that she thought she was going to be playing a hundred year old and didn't want to, but she miscalculated the age of her character by like twenty years, yeah. and <laughs> her own narcissism just like fucked up the whole series. Yeah, but then the thing is, she went oh off into two more movies in this time. She liked the Lady in the Van. She got up after work for as well or nomination. She that was funny. And she did the last Harry Potter's, but she also the thing is. She had cancer at that time. Yeah. She did a last Harry. She did a fucking Harry Potter movie, which must be so annoying. Like, oh my god! When, like, Imagine being surrounded by loads of teenagers. Yeah, like, in, bet- yeah, literally in between. Fucking like, cancer at exactly. the same time. Oh. Be- yeah, but in between, like, people coming up to me like, "I love your work, Mrs. McGonagall." Yeah, <laughs> <I> go. <laughs> she's like, she's she's on a wheelchair on set reading like the wizardy newspapers for fun. And then she has to stand up and act and act like she's not sick. And she she beat it. She got over cancer. So, Jamal's. We stan our cold, scaly legend. We I stan. think if I was... Six Maggies out of ten. If I were a lesbian, I say those words a lot because I can... Whenever, I, whenever other people might say, if I were straight, I usually say, if I were a lesbian, I'd really fancy her or whatever. Um, because I just... I can imagine myself easier as a lesbian than as a straight man. But um, I, think in a, I think in another life... I would be Miriam. So I sound Miriam. <laughs> we have the same hair. We have similar personalities, I think, and we both see ourselves as the reincarnations of Oscar Wilde. I think she probably she she's very she's a big fan of Oscar Wilde. I love Miriam anyway. I've derailed it towards Miriam. <laughs> I rate Maggie Smith six bizarre Irish murders out of seven. <laughs> six Larry Murphys. <laughs> oh my god! Stop. Twelve Charlie Hines. Oh, nine. Was... One Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> One Stardust out of not point five. I rate a Maggie Smith seven lizard people out of the out of one lizard lord who rules the earth with his psychic powers. <laughs> Graham, we're gonna need to play. <laughs> okay, we'll just improvise or just play the same thing as before. You can play the same thing as before. It was good. <laughs> I I kind of missed the bit I wrote, but I'll probably forget it because I've had three cans while you were talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's a murderer loose in the Leinster area. <laughs> If you murder someone, get to the village, they'll be covered up. 